Hello, hello, and welcome to another of today's episodes of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, and it's primarily about music and creative culture in London. Quick heads up, my next live show is Tuesday, the 20th of August, at Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street. That is Saddest Night Out Live, number three, Tuesday, the 20th of August, at Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street. Free entry starts at 7.30. I'd love to see some of you there. Today, well, the guest, not today's guest, because there are two episodes today. So the guest on this episode of Saddest Night Out was at the same event as Rose White and Jack, who I interviewed on the previous episode. That is New Moon Mondays at the Half Moon in Putney, a venue I first visited on episode 52 of this podcast. And I first met today's, or this episode's guest, at one of my open mics at Crescent Coffee, which was an open mic I did, I can't, I think it was Monday nights. It was a cafe right next door to Mornington Crescent Station, North London, in Camden. And yeah, that cafe has since closed down. But that is where I met today's guest. Together, they are Joss Mowgli. Individually, it's Joss Malcolmson on guitar and vocals, Matt James on bass, and Tom Dixon on drums. So they performed at the same event as Rose White and Jack, New Moon, Mondays. Also on that lineup was Mungo, well, Scott Beaton, but they cancelled, Mungo Parker, Rose White and Jack, Emmett Scanlon, and Joss Mowgli, although he was billed as Joss Malcolmson. They were very impressive when I saw them at the open mic, and they were equally impressive at this show. In fact, at the end of this episode, I will also put a little snippet of their performance just to play us out. So... When I arrived and I saw their name on the fly, I thought, wait, I'm pretty sure I've seen them before. Then I saw Joss walk in from the beer garden and thought, yes, I've definitely seen them before. I arrived and was speaking to Rose White and Jack and their friends. And then I said, hold on a moment. I'm just going to go and talk to Joss, see if it is the same person I think it is. I put my head outside. He was at a table with all of his friends. And I said, I think I've met you before. And he said, yeah, I've met you too. And we both remembered the Crescent Coffee open mics and we talk about it in this chat. So, I spoke to Rose White while Mungo Parker was playing, and then we went in and listened to Mungo Parker. Then Rose White played, and after Rose White played, I headed back out to the beer garden to talk to Joss, Matt, and Tom of Joss Mowgli. And then after that, we went back in to listen to Emmett Scanlon, and then I watched Joss Mowgli finish off the night. So on this chat, I'm speaking to Joss, Matt, and Tom of Joss Mowgli. They had a friend film some of it as well. I better get used to being on camera, I guess. So there might be some video on his Instagram as well. And I got a picture taken with them by one of their friends who's a photographer as well. But on this chat, it is the debut on the podcast of Joss, Matt, and Tom as Joss Mowgli. Enjoy, and I'll catch up with you afterwards. I am back in the beer garden at the Half Moon in Putney. I am here with what I imagine are the headline acts for tonight's show. New Moon Mondays. It's Monday nights where they have new artists, each doing a half an hour set. I came here to see Rose White and Jack, who've just performed. But upon arriving, I saw the list of performers and thought, wait a minute, I know that name from somewhere. And sure enough, we have crossed paths before. Would you kindly introduce yourself to the listeners? So uh, we're Joss Mowgli. Um, We are... uh 
we're kind of becoming a bit of a collective now, but we're, we're a band um, of musicians uh, rotating, different, different musicians playing different parts. Um, I'm, the, I'm the songwriter, I'm the lead singer and the uh, rhythm guitarist. Uh, it alternates, um, but yeah, we go around and do our thing play songs <laughs> so it's a collective yeah who's going to be on stage with you tonight so t- tonight we got matt james on bass tom dixon on drums and me guitar and singing um but it's, it's only recently become that kind of thing it is it is a band um but it's recently become because uh, we're doing so much it we, we can't fuel it with we, no, people can't commit as much as to do every single day every every night gigging all the time so it's become okay we'll have like three backup we'll have like two backup bass players so we have three bass players um, and it's, it's that kind of thing now um, but we have this is very much the core band this is the band but we have backup people that we okay. rotate it's, so how long has this version of the collective existed this this has been just over a year yeah I think it was June last year we had the idea um, and then we it kind of slowly happened um, and then this time last year we started heavily we started we kind of went on two little weird mini tour things we kind of called them tours they were proper tours we were just going around doing loads of gigs um, as many as many as we could and then it, it just grew and grew um, I just finished my A-levels and now we're kind of just being like cool no more learning let's go <laughs> congrats on finishing the A-levels thank you very much I suddenly feel very old thank you for sharing that so is it Matt and Tom yeah. so who joined Joss first oh it was all at the same time really yeah Joss so the way it kind of early days was Joss played a solo set at a like a local festival thing and he had loads of like dad bands and people oh you need a band behind you like you've got the sound but you need you need a band why not do it so he came to me and was like what do you think I didn't play bass at the time I played trombone from like as my instrument so was like, I was like yeah okay I'll, I'll play bass why not I'll try I know this guy Tom you didn't you kind of knew Tom I, I know I'd, I'd been to a couple of shows that Tom had played like session drums in basically and I just chatted to him here and there I think I had his number but I didn't really I didn't really know him that well so Tom what were your thoughts coming into this um, so yeah I was also from the same college um, didn't know Matt so well or you so well I saw Joss play a solo set at the Boiler Room actually that summer and it was quite good you said, I remember you sending me a message like promoting yourself like Hey, I'm playing a show. Yeah. You should come and see it. I was like, I don't know this guy that well, but he's promoting a show. Sure, I'll go. He goes to the same college. Yeah. Where, where's this college, by the way? Where did you all um, study? Rygate. Yeah, Rygate what? College. And where's that? In Rygate. <laughs> where, where is Rygate? Deepest, sorry. Deepest, darkest, sorry. Miles away from London. So when I first saw the three of you, it was at an open mic we were doing in Camden. Yeah. at a place called the Crescent I think it was Crescent Cafe yeah. which no longer exists actually oh, does it not? Yeah, I know so we were there while we were it existed glory <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> days I'm hoping us being there and it closing down aren't related I'm sure it's just pure coincidence but at the time it was the three of you and I think that was in the midst of a bit of a tour you were doing yeah yeah so we basically I, I remember I think that was we got together on a Monday and we learnt three songs and we went on tour on the Tuesday and it was like an open mic tour though as in like we were kind of calling it a tour so we could say we went on the summer nobody, tour nobody wanted us there yeah. but we were like we're, ter- we're, gonna, we're gonna turn up and play anyway. welcome yeah. to the tour everybody you have no idea who we are <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of actually how, how it worked. And we were like, okay, cool, let's just keep gigging. And we just kept going. I think we did that for about a week. 
and then we had a bit of time off we actually learned some more songs and we did the same thing again um, and it was kind of pieced together with um, a mixture of like showcase nights open mic nights like the one that you met us at um, and uh, m- mix in with what I had already booked when I was solo and then I was just like to the venues by the way I have a band now and they were like cool nice one bring them along um, uh, so it was kind of a mixture of proper shows and a mixture of more relaxed kind of evenings in places like, like little pubs and stuff so just you're the songwriter of this collective how long had you been making music before you started performing um well i mean i've already always been able to play stuff like i've always been able to play guitar and stuff my family are most mostly my family is mostly musicians um and so i've always had the ability like i've always had pianos and guitars kind of at my finger to like just i've been able to go for it um uh songwriting i think i wrote my first song when i was 11 or 12 and I started taking it seriously at 14. I was like, right, I actually really like this. And then I think at 16, I was like, okay, I'm gonna like go for this. Let's let's go. Um, and I started like tallying every all my timings and it, like making sure I did X amount of songwriting every day, X amount of guitar every day. Tallied up how many songs I wrote. Um, I think I wrote 112 songs in that year. Wow. Uh, I haven't written that much since. But, um, <laughs> but that's kind of how it started. I started doing like loads of acoustic shows. Then I moved on to loop pedaling. Um, and then it was kind of just like um, the, the, uh, Mark, the drummer Mark from a band called Bedroom Boredom uh, turned around at this festival that big up, Ma- big up. <laughs> that, uh, that uh, Matt mentioned earlier um, he was just like just your loop, loop pedal stuff is, is cool but just just get a band like, it's just easier <laughs> just so, so I was just like yeah why not so are you all at a college studying music uh, we, just- we, we all did didn't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah all in different years so yeah. Joss is the baby, I'm the middle man, and then Tom's the oldest. <laughs> yeah, I, me, and, me and Tom never went to college at the same time. Uh, like uh, when, he, you, when Tom left, you were going Yeah, in yeah it, but we, we were in the same, there was kind of a, like a bit of a, bit, and there still is this kind of like a circle of musicians about, about probably like four years between all of them. And we all kind of, at that college, that we all kind of morphed together. Um, so, so that, like, like, like I went to the, the gig that Tom was playing drums at, and that's where I first met him. I think that was when I first met him. I'm not sure, um, but so like this, that kind of thing. With this specific collective, your music, Joss, how, do you have like EPs, albums, are there bodies of work of music, or is it just songs that just keep flowing, and whoever's in your collective at that time, you teach it to them and away you go? I guess so, but we've never had, there's never been, it's, it's, it's never kind of been like, right, cool, that's that done, let's get a new lawyer. Like, it's always, we've always, it's always been us three. It's like throughout all of it, and then we've always had like people coming in and out um like and it's always been we we kind of messed around with we did we did do an ep um but from that from that like i think for the foreseeable future it'll be more like singles because yeah. it's it's more like fast food music it's it's what gets you onto it sounds really bad but it gets what gets you onto spotify playlists <laughs> that's I'm what thinking it is the same way so it's really yeah. interesting to hear you say that because yeah. most musicians are thinking got this ep coming out or this album etc but for someone to just say just singles yeah that's really interesting and yeah i think you're right that is how that's the best way to feed the spotify machine yeah. is keep the singles coming so how many singles ahead are you thinking how much do you have in the chamber so there's there's three that there's one that's about was released this month um, at the end of the month um, and then there's essentially one a week uh, not one a week one a Whoa. month one a month okay month. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, no uh, I suddenly so, felt very lazy like, one a week <laughs> damn what am I doing myself I'm nowhere near that 
one a month okay yeah, yeah. no no so and then i'm so we've got three of them recorded i'm still mi- in the process of mixing them um and then we've got uh, another one uh, which i definitely want to release called drunk town uh which we've actually been discussing making a video about um and uh that 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 is not recorded it's not even completely finished writing but it's like it's 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 written. It's everything's there. It's just creating more music out of it, making more like overdubs, extra stuff for more people to play. That kind of make it a bit more interesting. Um, so kind of three or four songs ahead at the moment. And is your writing recording process solitary? Like are you the 112 songs in a year? Is that part of the brain still working, churning out songs? Is it more of a group thing when you're writing? Um, no, it's it's always been. I'll come to the band with a guitar part and lyrics, and like this is the song. Let's let's work out the different parts. Um, sometimes sometimes I'll like we've we've now got an, a second guitarist who isn't here tonight, um, but I, I've written. I, I I will come to him with the parts already written, and then maybe for the backing vocals that we'll work together on it. Um, but for the actual songwriting itself, it's kind of just been me locked away in my room, like kind of just, I don't know, I, I feel like it's it's a very personal thing and I'd rather keep it personal. Although saying that, this this week I do have like three days of writing with people I've never written before. So um, it's it's I do want to expand my horizons and start writing with more people because it's always been by myself and it's, I, I, feel, I feel very stale in that sense. Okay. And Matt and Tom. You've spoken about how it's mainly been the three of you in this group, but have either of you two been in other people's bands then? What's your musical history like? We'll start with you, Matt. Um, I said I play trombone. I've always played in, like, orchestras, big bands. That's been my thing, big, like, jazz fan. Uh, Me and Tom at the moment actually play in the same big band. We're both at the University of Surrey. We're both in the big band there. Uh, In terms of, like, bass and kind of more popular music, I guess, not not for anyone else, just Joss. Maybe one day, I don't know. If I get sick of him, I mean, Joss just. <laughs> oh, he's giving me a stern look. I already mentioned oh, I was how. I'm walking out tonight, so. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, did you have the same plan? My curse continues with bringing the end, <laughs> bringing the death knell to everywhere I go. And Tom, what about you? Yeah, so I have quite a jazz background. Like, as Matt said, we both play in the same big band. Um, a lot of my playing is university based at the moment, so from moving on from college I've sort of been in a few like small bands it's like pop bands a few jazz bands doing the odd thing yeah neither of you are making your own music or pursuing your own type of thing you're happier playing with other people uh, not making as such I, like I might sit down with a guitar and fiddle around and oh, I like that or you know get logic open oh, I'll make a beat but I don't <laughs> I don't make music I leave that to Joss for the the, kind of, the professional we are a band that's Joss's Joss's zone and yeah, Tom, same with you? Yeah, I like to write sort of arrangements more, sort of more jazz-like orientated stuff. But then I also like coming to Joss and Joss saying, oh, look, this is a song I've written. And I'll go, oh, well, what if the beat was like this? And like throwing something into the mix that maybe Joss might not have thought of, but I have thought of. And then suddenly with all our influences, it turns into something different. Yeah, no, it's very much, I don't feel like the song is finished until Tom's done his drums. Tom, Tom is like... To, 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 it's, it's, it doesn't think. But I know. But I, I, <laughs> we've, we've, no, but we've had people say that just like, yeah, your song, songs are cool, but they're made really cool by Tom. <laughs> like, like it's, it, it does, it does feel like it. it no I don't, pressure. No pressure. Yes. <laughs> you better keep it coming, Tom. You better keep yeah, it coming. Yeah. The songs are just not good, and then suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> So Joss, where can people follow along with what you do next? Where's the best place to find you online? Uh, Instagram is 
where we are most heavily um, and Facebook and Twitter is is, get, is growing it's, it's there it's not it's, it's, it's not it's not it's, it, Instagram is the one to go for and what's sure. your name on Instagram Joss Mowgli uh, J-O-S-S-M-O-G-L-I Okay. The Joss Mowgli collection. <laughs> <laughs> On that very triumphant note, thank you all very much for talking to me and good luck with your show tonight. Thank, thank you very much. And that was that. Thank you very much to Joss, Matt and Tom for your time. It was a really, really nice night. I mean, you can hear it in the conversations. Joss, Matt and Tom were great. Rose White and Jack were great. Their friends were great. The performances were great. Just great all round. Well done, everybody involved. And I can't help but see so many similarities in what Joss is doing and what I'm doing, except I'm a lot more tight-fisted with my material, whereas he seems happy to arrive with a skeleton and flesh it out with whoever is with him at the time. And they do a really good job of fleshing it out, as you'll hear in the snippet of their show that I'll put at the end of this episode. And they are great at talking about what it is they do. It's interesting to hear that he's thinking more in terms of singles than in EPs or albums. I think that is an interesting look towards what might be the future of music distribution, where the focus is much more heavily on singles. I think it's... I don't know why I'm saying future. I think we're already living in that reality. I think a lot of artists at this stage are more inclined to release an EP but one song at a time rather than releasing just an EP as a whole because when you release an EP as a whole you have some attention around the time of the release and then that's it but if you drip feed it a song at a time you can elongate the the time that the attention is placed upon you getting a bit tongue-tied there so it's an interesting it's interesting to hear him outwardly say that's the approach he's going for a hundred and was it 121 songs in a year and then that's like maybe it was a freudian slip there when he said a song a day not a song a week and i really did feel a panic of oh my goodness right that's it i've got to go back to the drawing board clearly i'm going about this all wrong if this person's doing a song a week but they are clearly an impressively prolific talent at songwriting and even during their performance, Rose said to me, like, where did he find these musicians? And I said they all studied together. Well, at the same place, because they are fantastic. And again, you will hear that at the end of this episode. So thank you again, Joss, Matt and Tom. Thank you again to Rose and Jack. Thank you to everyone at the Half Moon in Putney. Boy, was it a long journey there. Boy, was it a long journey home. I think it was maybe 30 train stops on one train to get from the station for that show to the station where I live all the way across London but it was worth it and I didn't fall asleep on the way home thanks to Sainsbury's Cookies so thank you (laughs) thank you all very much for listening once again my next live show is Tuesday the 20th of August at Road Trip and the Workshop by the way you can find Rose White and Jacko on Facebook if you search facebook.com forward slash O-S-R-O-D-K-A-A-A that is Omega Sierra Rome. Omega, Sierra, Romeo, Omega... Wait, no. Oscar, Sierra, Rodeo... Oh, I, don't, I don't know the phonetic alphabet, okay? But if you search for O-S-R-O-D-K-A-A, you should find them on Facebook. And Joss Mowgli, J-O-S-S-M-O-G-L-I, on Instagram, you should find them as well. But for now, thank you all very much for listening. Feel free to let me know what you think at saddestnightout at gmail.com. I've still got a website to build. Why are websites so confusing? But I'll get there. Thank you for listening. I will catch you on the next episode and I'll leave you with some audio from Joss Mowgli live at the Half Moon in Putney. 
Take care.